Hello, everybody, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Rewindables podcast, starring Ben and Ben. All right, so Ben, what are we going to talk about on this grand inaugural episode? I think we are going to start with the sh- movies and streaming debate. for today's episode debate yeah. and big conversation about what we think about streaming services. Yeah, if you haven't paid attention, 2023 has been a pretty blockbuster year, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, big comeback. A lot of big movies and of movies. recent years. Kind of ever since COVID, the streaming monopoly has just skyrocketed. Whether it's Netflix, Apple, yeah, Hulu. I mean, you see brands. I mean, like HBO going into streaming, partnering with Discovery Channel, yes, Max, you know, and Apple, which is a not even a um, production production company. company, Really, I mean, they make you know electronics, but going into streaming service too. It's a a, oh yeah, I mean era. Kind of moving away from the solely television side and yeah, actually, exactly. you know, putting in, pulling in big directors, Netflix mm-hmm. with Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson. Um, Adam Sandler, they pulled in Sandler yeah. for a lot. Yeah, they did. And I, I think that it's very um, bittersweet to look at. Yeah, you know, obviously it's much more convenient to sit on your yes. couch and watch a movie yes, rather than, is. you know, get up, drive, go pay. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it is... I think that with the um, growing popularity, I think comeback from COVID with this is a big deal, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, because, I mean, like, people going to the movies wasn't just something. It was an event. Oh, yeah. You know, and you do it with your family, and then it was taken away from you, and so mm-hmm. now you have all these movies. And it became, you know, comfortable. And it's not also just, you know, streaming sites making their own movies. Like, yeah. streaming sites adding well-known movies exactly and you kind of see it if you're like mm-hmm. us and you watch a bunch of yep. movies you'll see that they make their way through you know like i recently you know uh mendes sam mendes all of his movies are going clockwork through streaming yeah um a bunch of steven spielberg movies are just added to netflix kubrick kubrick jordan peele's jordan peele yeah uh Greta Gerwig. yeah Lady Bird and pride and prejudice yeah. were both yeah. added to netflix which are both great <laughs> yeah but um which kind of makes this whole year that much more interesting because yeah i i agree i think that it's um you're getting this whole new era of oh yeah are we getting back into movies are yeah. people going back into the theaters like you saw amc nearly declaring bankruptcy oh yeah you know and now you're getting actors saying i'm not putting my movie out to stream you are exactly. i want tom cruise came out and said it i am not putting Top Gun Maverick out to stream straight away. I want people to go and experience this movie on the big screen. Yep, and that was partially because of how much work they put into the effects and all that. I mean, and I just think that is going to keep building and people saying, hey, I want people to go and see this the way that it's supposed to be seen. Even Oppenheimer. 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 There is no definitive answer whether or not Oppenheimer is going to go to stream. Exactly. Like, it might be one of those old school things where, yeah. what, I mean, it seems old school. We're talking about seven years now. Yeah. Where instead of going, we're dating ourselves a little bit. It's like, you know, it's like you have the movie and then you got to wait till it comes out on Blu ray. Exactly. Or back when DirecTV had, DirecTV was they had the streaming. Yeah, I mean, I cannot tell you the last time I bought a disc. Oh, you know? yeah. I mean, I think it may have been 
Man of Steel was the last big memory I had, which is 2013. I'm trying to remember. Seven I years what, old. I think I bought Man of Steel, too. Or Force Awakens, maybe? Force Awakens, yeah. yeah. Force, yeah. Awaken, Force Awakens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a poster right where we're filming. But, yeah, so kind of just a very broad recap of the year. So, obviously, the Barbenheimer. A Barbenheimer. That's a phenomenon. A, a what an event. Uh, obviously, Oppenheimer. Christopher Nolan, big director, Barbie, Greta Gerwig, who's making just past few years have been absolutely skyrocketing. Hit after hit after hit. A little reminiscent of many of our favorite directors. Yes. Interesting to see. Um, And of course, Wes Anderson coming out this year. uh, Asteroid City. Asteroid City, yep. And a little bit of streaming. He did uh, five Roald Dahl short stories. Yep. And then we have pretty much earlier in the year we had uh, Creed three, Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut, taking on the Rocky franchise. Yes, no hard feelings was another one, kind of yeah. the, your yeah. quintessential summer yeah, rated yeah, R. Yeah, little rom com. Yeah, and then uh, more animated movies. We had uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles this weekend. I thought that it was fantastic. Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, and I think. All of these movies that are going on the screen are bringing in big names. Too. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, Asteroid City alone. Had oh, I mean, well, Wes Anderson always brings in big names. <laughs> but I think he was like, this is going to be a tiny indie film, but we will have Tom Hanks and Scarlett Johansson and Maya Hawk and... And Norton. And Norton. Dylan. Exactly. All the, Matt Dillon, who hasn't been in... Matt Dillon hasn't been anything since Capone, which exactly. was another streaming flop, let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. And you just see all these people just wanting to make movies. Oh, yeah, it's great. Know? I mean, obviously, you know, Big Directors was a big thing this year. I think mm-hmm. we look at it, you know, obviously last year you had Way of Water with... Um, James Cameron. Cameron, yep. And now we're going into uh, 2023, where basically, you know, the biggest yeah. directors of the past, you know, pretty much since 2000. Yeah, they're coming back. And you know, Nolan, Scorsese, and yeah. some, you know, Wes Anderson, Gerwig, and even some yeah. pretty freshmen, some Michael B. Jordan, Bradley yeah. Cooper's having a movie coming out. Yeah. Michael Mann later this year. Yeah, yeah, I think that it's, I think it's actually very good to see. It's refreshing, you know, it's if, if you're someone who loves movies and loves kind of the experience that comes from them, it, it's interesting. Yes. It's definitely interesting. It's not, you know, just like a, it's not like we're, this is just a, you know, ah, we hate streaming, it's bad for what movies stand for. It's just, it's interesting to look at because obviously COVID changed the way our lives oh, yeah. ran. It also changed the way you, you look at movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, completely. I think that you could just watch the same thing over and over and over, you know, and you don't let it marinate. Yes. You know, and that's what I think we saw Oppenheimer together. And that's what I I remember just walking out and us going, holy crap. The club is a movie, you know, it's a spectacle almost, you know, where parts of it are, like things like the lighting, the sound, not just the story and the shots you're seeing, yeah. but like just everything from every part of composition of the film is catered to a theater. Yeah. Which, I mean, you're not going to see that. And obviously in movies like, you know, No Hard Feelings or anything, but like right. Creed 3 was another one. Creed yeah. 3, like cinematography was beautiful. Yeah. The sound was incredible. Mm-hmm. And you're just blown away really yeah. by it all. 
Yeah, I mean, I just I, the the appreciation that you are that you didn't see for a really long time a film oh, yeah. like the era of right before COVID of that whole little 2017 through 2019 stretch of just 2019 was yeah, it was a great big year yeah big movies. year for movies but I'm saying like I think a lot of people were just doing it to do a movie yeah you know and just getting out there to go and okay yeah sure it's kind of like a Sandler thing exactly we'll say like where if you watch a lot of the sandler netflix things it's like yeah. they're funny there's yeah, aspects you'll of laugh at it but part of me is just like what am i doing yeah you know yeah and then he comes back with hustle which i thought was one of the best movies that he's made on very you know and i just i think that that whole little thing of actors and producers and directors putting in all this effort because they're feeling that this whole streaming monopoly is dictating what they're doing mm -hmm. rather than just doing it for the person. Yeah. You know? And then the Actors Guild mm -hmm. not getting paid was a big thing this year. Yep, too. Yeah, we'll probably get into that in a few other episodes. Yeah, but a few like more episodes we'll get into that. But you really question it's like what do you exactly. actually want to write about? Exactly. You know, that's it's, like a refreshing thing when you talk about yeah, like, you know, Gerwig and stuff. Like Gerwig, like a lot of things that she's been doing, like her movies, like there's a purpose to it. Exactly. It's yeah. not like, you know, she's just making a movie to make a movie. Project project project. Just, yeah. you know, it's like, Oh, I like the book. Let's make a movie. Yeah. No, she's like, I want to make a movie. I want to show something. I want to represent yeah. something. Little woman. Little too. women. Yeah. Yep. Little women. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, it, I just think it's, it's coming back. It is coming back. Now, if we go into the stats, actually we'll look. So 2023, um, comparing it to yearly, gross data so 2023 has brought in so far seven billion dollars domestically this is just domestically seven billion dollars um with only releasing 468 films which i think is really important to highlight there is yeah. that there's only 468 because the next biggest year is 2019 which uh 2015 through 2019 all brought in around 11 billion uh 2018 brought in 11.8 billion yeah but if you look at the number of releases so there were in 2018 there were 993 theatrical releases yeah. that contributed to that stat in 2023 only 468 yeah i think that's where we talk about purpose-built movies yeah and if we're talking like seven billion dollars with half of the movies that were released with these 11 billion dollars like yeah it would be blowing it out of the water I yeah think. I, I think that this it's it's showing something i mean number mm -hmm. one release you can see it i mean we see it right here it's barbie which brought in oh uh, yeah barbie brought in over uh, six hundred and thirty-five million dollars is what it's telling I mean, me. And that is, gross. and that's a movie that you know it was a little controversial at some points with some people. Oh yeah, but yeah. even then, I mean, it, yes, controversial. I mean, it was, but it was just it's it's that's what I think it was meant for. Oh yeah, you know, I think she was trying to say, you know, this is how a lot of people feel. Oh, you know, yeah. this is how these big people are treating women you know okay. this is how some people in the industry want to view it. and i want to tell this i want to highlight what i think and i thought that it was you know great think, to see what's really refreshing there is like 
that is a theatrical mm -hmm. thing where I don't, mm -hmm. you didn't really see that with streaming. Obviously, I know um, they did what? They had Bombshell. Bombshell was one of the big ones. Apple yeah. recently did a um, story about the Weinstein investigations, but those were more kind of like your little like niche TV, yeah, little I'm, four part series I, almost rather than think, actual production film. Yeah, I think that streaming in film was more lost into the TV aspect yes. of it. That it was more, you're going to sit down and we're going to make a miniseries, yeah. 10 episodes, 40 minutes an episode, and you're going to get this oh, yeah. thing that you enjoy and you can keep coming back to it and you can, you know, go in multiple sections. And mm -hmm. but I think that that's where you kind of lose the touch of sitting down and watching them. Yes. And it's just like, oh, this isn't half an hour. I don't want to watch it. You know, it's like you're losing your focus on it. And I think that's what they saw. And so they could, they had something that could have been a movie, mm -hmm. but they said, maybe or I don't know. Or a documentary. Too. And maybe they said, oh, we're going to make this into a little mini series. That way we make more money and you get the same mm -hmm. amount of stuff. And maybe we just fill up an hour of this with whatever we want to, you know. Might be. But I think Warner Brothers is taking the box office this year for looking at studio releases. Yeah. But yeah. So um animation? Animation is another thing. I thought made a major comeback. Really did. Because like obviously I'm trying to think, like, was there really any a lot of like animated streaming things? No, not really. Like what was like Luca? Um besides yeah. like your I mean besides like your Disney stuff? Like I know they had Encanto. But that yeah. was also a theater release. Yeah, I think that it's um I don't know. I think that the animation between Spider-Verse yes. and Ninja Turtles and seeing that and seeing these stories of actual things that are compelling. You know, maybe I think Spider-Verse was they're showing that hey, we can do this in animation that maybe you can't do in live action. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like Spider be really yeah. hard to make Spider Verse exactly. as like because then you're getting into the whole Marvel big budget exactly film. Whereas I feel like I would have I have more appreciation for the Spider Verse movies. Exactly. That it's like it's not just like where that it is animated and the attention to detail. Exactly, yes. and I think that even Ninja Turtles, which isn't that compelling, sort of say, but one that you're just sitting down you're like, they're having fun, yeah. you know, and the kids, and then you read about the movie and they're in a room together and they're all laughing and half of the jokes in there are improvised by the kids, mm -hmm. you know, because they are just having fun with the movie. And I think that that whole animation aspect of saying we can get all these actors in a room laughing, having fun that we can't get live action. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't, we need to spend all this money to get these people on screen together, but behind closed doors, we can do this and manipulate what we want and highlight all these different things, which I think is great to see this i mean yeah looking right now the two biggest things behind barbie are animation movies yeah. super mario brothers and spider-man across spider-verse and then obviously guardians of the galaxy volume three another marvel smash hit which yeah. will probably be another podcast episode yeah some um, oppenheimer which we touched on today oppenheimer little mermaid we will also get into remakes in another remakes. episode and that's one of the things where you go into live action yeah is it better is it there's a really a purpose you yeah know? or I is think... this just another kind of like disney plus mm -hmm. which it kind of starting it's starting to feel like but even oppenheimer you want to talk about a purpose want to tell a story you know i mean it's a great little like and yeah yeah keep going. it's a great niche kind of story because 
you know, obviously everybody knows that if you grew up in America or you grew up anywhere, really, like it's the atomic bomb. Yeah, you know, every atomic bomb. Yeah. But not a lot of people pretty much like, oh, he's like, he made people know from Oppenheimer from like a class or whatever, you know, he took a push or whatever. Yeah. But you're not, you're not looking and being like, oh, I wonder about the guy who was behind this. You want to see, oh, what did the bomb do? You know, what effect did it have on the world? What, yeah, but also just like having the toll of having the atomic bomb be at yeah. your fingertips. Yeah, exactly. Being the person who made a weapon of mass destruction. I mean, even then you look at the casting there, that's one of those things where it's, it didn't really feel like a, you know, obviously yeah, you have Cillian Murphy, Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, Robert I. Yeah, but it didn't feel like they were dominating. No, in any I situation. feel like we had a lot of, it was, and that's another thing, like a lot of these non sort of like moving away from the streaming yeah. blockbuster is pulling a lot of actors back into yeah. life. One thing really, I mean, um, I know the whale was a streaming release. Yeah, but um, what like how's his name? Uh, Brandon Fraser. Brandon Fraser was another actor that's being brought back. Yeah, I think that it's the whole aspect of people going to movies because of actors, right? Was a big deal for a while, and I thought I know there's a interrupt. I hate to interrupt you, but I know there's a takeaway TD quote out there somewhere who. You know, actually had Jojo Rabbit on the shelf for many years because he said in Hollywood it took big actors to make a movie. Yeah. And that started to change right around 2018, 2019, which yeah. is when you see Jojo Rabbit start to come out. Yeah. And I also, I think it's very, um, like, talking about big actors in Oppenheimer, they aren't, like, dominating in any which way. <laughs> it's like you have Killian Murphy as the lead, but then you see... Robert Downey Jr. pop in is one of the best supporting roles of this year. Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh and Emily Blunt and Matt Damon and all of these people. Josh Peck. Now, that's what I was about <laughs> to get into. Is that like they, they pop on screen and you go, oh, yeah, okay, he's in this movie. But you are not saying, oh, my God, I'm going, I'm not going to this because he's in it. I'm going to this because he's in it. You're going, oh, all of these people want to work together because it's making something great. Yes. It's like all of these people who have accomplished something who are looking at a movie and saying, there's something here that I want to be a part of, you know? And I think that's very important to a lot of things now is that like, you're seeing why actors value all these things, you know, why they're going into these sort of different, like why I want to do something, not just because my name's on the, you know, on the head of saying starring, but it's because who's under it the title of it is something i want that name attached to or it's like i want to be a part director you know you watch yeah. there was a roundtable interview they did with silly murphy where you know the fa- i don't know if you saw the story but matt damon had you know counseling with his wife but he had one oh, yeah, clause yeah, yeah. that was like, if christopher nolan calls mm-hmm. i get to do a movie and you know you understand that that's like kind of the way the directors have and yeah. they understand that like i'll use this probably a lot maybe in this podcast but you know there's a good Brad Pitt line in um, Chazelle's Babylon, where he talks about why film. You know, Brad Pitt's character plays a um, uh, kind of out of an actor, yeah, yeah. struggling actor producer, and he talks about you know the importance of film, what entertainment does for society. Yeah, and it's you know it's that escape from your life, and I feel like that's what these actors, what these directors, and that's what these studios are starting to really see that. Yeah, you can spend a couple billion dollars, make a mid-budget 
kind of crappy streaming movie and get people to view it because yeah. people have nothing better to do. Exactly. Or you can spend the time, spend the effort, get people who value the project and understand why they want to showcase what they want to showcase and create such a valuable movie. Yeah, I, I think that that is also speaking to this giant comeback. Oh, yeah. You know, I think we've already talked about, hey, they're starting to value movies. It's starting to look like all of this is coming back. But I think that this whole look, like, the viewership is brought in by actors' names, right? Mm -hmm. But then you look at it and you go, oh, Nolan made this, right? And then you're like, oh, Nolan did this. It should be good. This did this. It should be good. Spielberg with the Fablemans. It should be good. That's been movies for years or whatever. But then you're like, that kind of was brought away for a little bit where it's like, I don't care about the director, Robert De Niro starring, I want to watch it. You know, it's like, now you're having Killers of the Flower Moon, which we both need to go see. We need to go see. But it's like, you have De Niro, DiCaprio, and Scorsese, these three. Frazier's also in there. Frazier, too, who just won an Oscar. You know, all these Oscar-nominated, Oscar winners getting put inside of these movies that maybe are not giant blockbusters mm-hmm. that's not what they're supposed to be but they are stories that people find very intriguing and in that that's what they want to do yeah that's what they want to go see exactly and the whole thing i mean obviously you make a movie you know the directors and the actors obviously they do it for the money yeah. but they also have the artistic appeal exactly. that's what it is the studios are in it for the money, the money. yeah and you got to think what's going to draw people to money for our movies yeah. and you know throughout like kind of 2010 to about 2018 it was big names big names yeah. drew in big tickets big tickets and made a lot of money i think that's the whole little superhero yeah thing that you could get it that we'll probably get into again you know scorsese his quote about marvel movies yeah it's an it's just something it's an amusement park you know it's a roller coaster and is it a, cinema? is it cinema exactly, exactly. Is it? It's just a little fun ride, you know. Yeah. We can go on, and I think that superhero movies we will definitely get into yeah. in a much bigger way. But I think that's a big way that you can look at, um, kind of control from other parts of like Warner Brothers taking control over, you know, stories and mm-hmm. all these different executives saying, "Hey, we can't do this because it might be a little too far out there. We need to mm-hmm. keep it safe," you know, like DC from. I mean, they have to completely reboot their universe because they were being controlled, you know? And that's why they brought in James Gunn to restart this whole little new DC universe. Mm-hmm. And I think that that little control yeah. is from these big names. It's just, it, it's something that people were being, it's unattractive. Yes. You know, hearing that Henry Cavill is, Superman's taken away because we can't make another movie because it doesn't look good right now and we need to compete with this. It's like, just make the movie because you want to make the movie. Exactly. Make you know if you feel like there's a story to be told, tell it. And that's what Scorsese's done. You know, I think you talk about Godfather. You know, why was the Godfather such a big hit? It's because of the story. There was a story to be told, and and it's something that if somebody quotes that movie, you know it's from exactly. You know, you know, and I feel like, and that's another thing this year. I feel like we're starting to get more sort of timeless classics. Yeah, like. Going down the road 10 years, like, I'm trying to think back. I don't really have a lot of big movies besides, you know, movies like 
yeah. Nolan or yeah, Scorsese. the Dark Knight, and you could get into all of that, and yeah. like The Departed and Hugo. Yeah, and and you could there's definitely movies, but that's not you know The Godfather, and that is not Indiana Jones, and that you is, know it's not like Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, exactly. It's none of these like. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. No one's, like, saying Royale with cheese, you know? It's like, you're not getting these quotes from all these movies because everyone has seen it, you know? But now it's like... But now you're feeling like, oh, you saw Oppenheimer, I saw Oppenheimer. Oh, you saw Barbie, like, I saw Barbie. You know? And then you get to keep talking about, like, movies that, like you said, 10 years down the line, you could be like, oh, remember when we saw that? Remember when this happened? Remember when that happened? Or it's a movie that, you know... In- it's hard to classify what makes a movie timeless, and I think yeah, you know, whether sure. it's music or which we'll um, also get into on or, another day <laughs> or cult, but you know, obviously, you know, a Godfather has a billion different quotes. You know, leave the gun, take the cannoli, yeah, whatever. Exactly. But Oppenheimer, like, there's still quotes I think about Oppenheimer. You know, behold, yeah, I yeah. become death destroyer of worlds. Yep, I mean that that line, I you still sticks it's with still you. bone chilling. You, you know, know? And I, I just think that it's starting to finally feel like people are really getting back into the swing of movies. Yes, people are starting to see that there's a purpose behind yeah, these movies. They're not just saying, oh, this is on Netflix, my mom said it was good, let me throw it on in the background as I'm watching something yeah, else. Yeah, or I'm scrolling through TikTok. I'm like, scrolling through TikTok, but I have, you know, a movie on the screen. You know, and it's like, oh, and if it looks good by the 45th minute, I'll turn my phone yeah. off. Then you and, miss you know, half an hour of a movie because one thing that we can really I do think we really need to point out here is that streaming sites don't offer statistics. Like it's no, almost impossible to find statistics. They they will have that little thing in the corner recommended for you to watch. Exactly. You know, and you go, Oh, why is this recommended for me? Because you watched so and so. Like yeah. maybe this movie isn't great. You know? Exactly. And it's like that has happened to me many times. I feel like, you know, this summer and obviously earlier this year, like going out to see a movie was, mm-hmm. you know, obviously you're drawn in by trailers, but also it's word of mouth. Yeah. You ask your buddy, hey, did you go to see this? And like, me and you, yeah. me and you, you know, and or like, you know, we have friends. I've had like five or six people tell me, oh, you, have you seen Scorsese's new movie? You got to go see Scorsese's yeah. new movie. You got to go see Scorsese's new movie. And that's kind of like i just think that's the appeal that's what gets me excited about going like that's what makes me want to go out and spend you know eight bucks or whatever yeah. it is on a ticket yeah i think that that is in all of these new releases and i think that um the main movie in my mind that kicked off this whole little let's all get back in the theater is top gun maverick yes and me and you have talked about this movie countless times that's what I was talking about it last night exactly last night we're talking about it and i just think that it's a um that kind of thing where you will constantly just like, okay, Taco Maverick was awesome because he wanted you to watch it in a movie theater. And then you're like, Oh, I forget how much fun it is getting, getting popcorn, you know, and getting a slushy and getting candy and sitting down and reclining in your chair and just look, sitting back and putting your phone away for three hours to watch this thing on the screen. No. Side note. Go ahead. What's your go-to movie candy? Go-to movie candy. Oh, see, I like something that I can chew on. Sure. I'm a big, like, so Sour Patch Kids are in there, I think. Milk Duds person? I am a big Milk Duds person. I remember me and you had a conversation about that, too. I think that um, Swedish Fish are very, you keep chewing on them, and because it gets stuck in your teeth, you get to play with them. I think, are you a big, oh, let's do 
I'm a snow caps person. Snow caps, that's I'm really a snow caps person. Snow like caps if I don't, I usually get popcorn, I get my AC. Mm, I always get snow caps. Blue or red? Red. Oh, see, I'm a blue guy. Blue. Okay. Thanks, okay. sidetracked. Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> like this is this is point. This yeah, is kind of like you're a, just having fun in there. Exactly. You know, when you get to walk around, you see posters saying coming soon oh, that was one of my favorites you know, north you, adams was around north, north adams, adams had like posters up the wazoo and then the giant mural on the wall of the different actors in different time periods you know i miss that theater yeah rest in peace to the and that's north a sad adams thing like, but it had to shut down because it, it shut wasn't down making no, money because nobody was going out to see it really exactly. I, mean, I, I remember back in 2019 2020 reading an article by your brother for the school newspaper mm -hmm. about the same topic yeah. you know basically and saying movie theaters are dying yeah movie theaters were dying for it, a very long to be time. able to you know like come back and finally say that movie theaters are coming back not just because it's big actors and big directors and big budgets it's because mm -hmm. we're getting movies that have a purpose yes of course and it's not like we're just getting like the same redundant movies by actors like we're not getting mm -hmm. some like you know mind twisting crazy thing from like nolan we're not getting no, we're, not we're not getting, getting another tenant you know? you know we're not getting another you know mothers and families italian association mafia no you're just getting a bunch of little new things a bunch of new stories you're like this hasn't been done before you know like scorsese scorsese's giving us killers of flower moon which, which is a brilliant story you know yeah I, an adaptation from novel which is very highly recorded. and we're also getting you know creed 3 like creed 3 i think deserves a lot more credit than it actually got because when you want to talk about movies with purpose and bringing people to the theaters for him, michael b jordan to in his directorial debut to take a step outside of the rocky rocky realm and thing, make it a creed movie i mean and talk about you know give like an emotional story representing different aspects of different yeah. cultures and showcasing and what it really means and that made me more excited yeah, like than a lot of the other rocky movies that actually came out not having rocky in that movie yes. was the probably best decision he made and if you're coming at it from a studio like you know he references rocky yes but if you're coming out of a studio and you're saying hey maybe we don't need sylvester storm in this movie like i want to be in yeah. i kind of want to be in that room and exactly. say hey stallone's not going to be in this movie because I guarantee you there's some big executives who probably yeah, for Creed, spit their water out. Exactly. For Creed 1 and Creed 2. Creed 2 is just Rocky 4, but it's Creed fighting Drago's son. It's yeah. the battle of Drago and Rocky again. But then it's Creed fighting for mm -hmm. his dad, who was killed by Drago in trying to get revenge on uh, with yeah, Drago's son. Classic little revenge. Exactly. And it's, but it's still rocky oriented yeah. it's not creed oriented in the first one is rocky getting back into boxing mm -hmm. and he had a adrian's restaurant and all of that and it's like oh semester stallone and oh and then we got creed this creed kid and everybody's creed like kid, oh it's apollo son and it's just now it's oh i'm creed i will not you know i'm making my own story i'm i'm gonna take that okay i got all of this because of sylvester stallone and now we're saying He's not going to be in here because we don't need him. This is not a Rocky story. This is a Creed story. This, this is, is my story. Trilogy. This is what I want to represent. This is the purpose that I want to showcase. And having the flashbacks going into his childhood yeah. throughout that movie were just great to see. And honestly, like that drew me well more into. Yes, like way more. Because if if it was saying, "Oh, hey, 
Creed is fighting Mr. T's kid. Yeah. I mean, at that point, you're like, okay, I'll go see it for the cheesiness. Or if they did, you know, another remake, you know, like Rocky dies and it's like yeah, Mickey Rocky or dies. something exactly. in Creed 3. And it's then, just not worth that, it. But that's another thing, like having like these actors breaking out of the that you know, mold. Yeah. yeah, the mold and going into the rector thing, you know, having fresh voices in Hollywood is so great to see. Because as much as we love, you know, Nolan Anderson, Scorsese, they're getting old. They're getting old. That's, that's it. I and mean, part of you is like, okay, yeah, it's a Scorsese movie. Yeah. It's great. It's great. But I kind of want to see, like, is there something new? Like, you know, I mean, Sam Mendes, like, yep. Sam Mendes is going to have a movie coming out, but also, like, Gerwig. Gerwig's another. Gerwig. Jordan Peele. Yeah. Like, these new directors who have new voices and new takes are really awesome. Another one, Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Bradley I Cooper, think... obviously, stars born blew everybody away in Maestro coming out yeah, uh, which, later this year. Yeah. I think um, the whole little thing of having all of these people saying, hey, I can do this too. You know, I've been around this enough. I've been in this movie environment and I, I want to take a shot. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see, and if it doesn't go well, I, I'm an actor too, yeah. you know, and I can fall back. I think one of the people that did that very well was Ben Affleck mm-hmm. with Argo. I think Air. 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 How did we forget about Air? Yeah, Air was Air. another. Air was another huge, kind huge of comedy hit. blockbuster. I mean, and that was a very compelling, you know, yeah, there's something there because it's not a Michael Jordan story. You know, it's like they don't show Jordan. They don't show Jordan. They show Jordan's family. They show Jordan's house. They show Jordan's yard. They show Jordan's shoes. They show his body, but they show the back of his head. Back of his head. And you all think, When's Michael Jordan going to pop up? And he never does. And, you know, obviously writing, writing off the um, success of kind of The Last Dance and that sneakerhead culture mm-hmm. that started to make it, a lot of make its way through um, COVID. But creating a movie with a story that, you know, kind of made its way and producing something. That's another example of just a movie with a purpose. And, you know, Viola Davis, let's just mm-hmm. give a shout out to oh, Viola yeah. Davis. What an actress. Also, awesome in everything she does. Well, I think, yeah, I think Air is... Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. which I think will get nominated for yeah. probably best original screenplay. I'll be curious to see what happens this award uh, season. Uh, yes, I mean, this season we will might, definitely have might. a full episode about what we're, <laughs> with our predictions, and but that will come yeah. in a, maybe another maybe in a month or two where we might. get a solidified twenty twenty three, and we get to hear about what is what and how we think and you know, with this new. Scorsese and all the buzz, and then you get a couple more movies out with Maestro and all mm-hmm. these things, and then we finally get Michael Ferrari coming out, Ferrari too, and I think which we are both excited for. And you a little bit more than me, but and then we get to hear about all of, then we get to hear about all these new movies, you know, and I think that you're not hearing the same names exactly. and the Oscar buzz. I think last year we saw. The movie, I don't know if you saw it, After Sun, mm-hmm. Paul Mescal, newer actor, newer director, who I think was making his tutorial debut there, forget his name, or her name, sorry, and that was just like, oh yeah, and he was nominated, and people thought he was going to win, mm-hmm. you know, and he's this young guy, and I thought that now, with it, it's just this whole new era being brought in yeah. towards Hollywood, this younger voices, and I'm seeing it all the time. Yeah, and you know. And I think going back to, you know, I don't see streaming being able to make that big of an impact that, ho- that you know, this Hollywood buzz is 
kind of coming back in, you know, this revival here. Yeah, I don't think that you're getting a movie, sort of say, this year that was going to be nominated that's direct to streaming. You know, yeah. I don't think you're seeing that. I think maybe a couple of TV shows. Yeah, it wasn't for like sure. 2019 where you had yeah. you know, two popes and Irishman. Irishman, yeah. You know, the Netflix kind of Ricky Gervais, so, you know, yeah. joke Netflix, you won everything. Yeah, it's just, it's now you're just saying, which I think is actually a very funny joke because they were winning everything. Sure. You know, it was, that was Netflix. Was kind of, and you could tell there was kind of this just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Like, it's Netflix. They win because they're the biggest streaming service and that's all movie is now, you yeah. know? And now you're getting these, you know, I mean, in newer things. Streaming, you can see Netflix trying with the Roald Dahl things. And, you know, oh, I think yeah, for sure. Wes Anderson is, and, is a great director. And the thing about streaming is that I don't hate it at no. all. I think me and you talk about yeah. half the movies because they are on streaming services. Because they are streaming. They offer you the opportunity to see them. Yes. You know? Also, like, if we're talking, like, what's coming out of, like, their production studio. Yeah. I would say straight stick to TV shows. Yeah, like I would looking say, at Amazon's production. I would like, say Yellowstone. Yellowstone, which is which probably Paramount. Is Paramount, which is probably going to sweep got eight, some awards it's this 1894 year. or whatever it yeah. is, you know. And then they've got Tulsa King. They've Tulsa got King. Mayor of Kingstown. I think, and you know they yeah. just got Rabbit Hole Paramount with Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, Amazon coming. You know they did Without Remorse, which was kind of your Tom Clancy, but they, you know they've got Jack Ryan. They've got Jack Reacher. They've got terminalists, these great sort yeah. of things, you know, where you're talking, where you talked about earlier, that 40 minute episode TV thing. Yeah. That's what, that's what I would yeah. rather watch on streaming. Yeah, exactly. You can watch it, put it down and say, that was great and mm -hmm. move on. You know, I think that, but movies, I would find myself sometimes yeah. being like lost a little bit yeah. and sitting down and being like, Oh, well, it's on, but yeah, I can I get out, even go to my kitchen, hear it in the background, come back, no. be like, oh, what happened? Pause it, go to the Pause bathroom. Pause it, go to the bathroom. You can't do that in a theater. Like, I, my, one of my favorite things, this is going to sound really weird, is like being like, oh, maybe I need to use the bathroom right now, but I don't want to get up. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. I said that during. <laughs> You're seeing there. I remember. I, I mean, it's a three hour plus three hour, movie. And that is a, that's a trip. That is know? a long that's trip. That's a long trip. And I remember, I, I had to get up and leave. I look at you and you're like, you better hustle back in here. Stay. Exactly. And I was like, oh, trust me, I am. And I remember sprinting down that hallway. You did like, leave. What did I miss? And you're like, nothing. Thank you. It was like the one part in a <laughs> yeah. movie where, where just I like... was like, maybe nothing might happen right now. And you're like, they just had a little conversation, but it's okay. And then you get thrown back into the movie and I stayed glued, yeah. you know? And I think that that is just, that is something that you will not get anywhere else, yeah. you know, and being and having to duck down around people because. <laughs> or having your seat moved by. Seat moved by someone. Like, obviously that's not going to happen in your home, but exactly. it makes for a great story. Exactly. And you have that story and you can be like, oh, this guy. This I remember that wow. time that we yeah. went and it is moved just, our seats no and one, I was no craning like, my oh, Do you neck. remember the time where we threw on this movie at my house and we watched it and then left? I remember you telling me, it's like, hey, what'd you do this weekend? It's like, oh, yeah, watch The Dark Knight. Yeah. And be like, oh, yeah, what'd you get through? It's like, I only made it to like, the yeah, first scene. First, I forgot yeah. about it. So like you made it for your first hour. And it's just like, it's different now. You know, I think that you can, like, I, if I want to, I can go back to any movie that I've seen and be like, oh, I remember this scene. And you skip 38 minutes in, and then you watch the scene, and you go, oh, that was great. And then you leave. You know, and I think that that is, there's a time and a place for that. And I think that having that ability and convenience is great, but... 
you know, you you need to look at it in kind of these ways. At the end of the day, it's entertainment, but it's also an art. There's an art form to it. And I think that's what 2023 has really done. Yeah, you can put the art back in cinema. Yes. I think that is the best way to put it. I believe that's going to... I don't think there's anything else to say. Yeah, anything else to say? I think that that's great. Yeah. Thank you for yeah, those who for, are listening. Yeah, for those that are listening, thank you for listening to our inaugural, inaugural episode. episode. So, hello everybody and uh yeah. goodbye. Goodbye.